Hey, you know what you need is some support, girlfriend. And we got you covered. From the north, I'm central Wisconsin, so I'm pretty far up there, pretty close to the Canadian border. I'm Melissa Marie, single mom. So you know the song, Another One Bites the Dust from Queen? Tell me that's your dating life. Entrepreneur, breast cancer survivor, and making it happen. To the South. Look, I'm from Texas. If it's one thing we know how to do, it is endure sweat in unspeakable places, okay? I'm Ashley Allen, single mom, career woman, and side hustling pro. You guys know me. I love inappropriate humor. <laughs> like, I love it. Like, I love it. Oh, like, it's part of who I am working my way to the top. If ever you needed someone to help you and have your back, well then girlfriend, we got you. Hello everyone and welcome back to Girlfriend We Got You. Today, we are talking about dealing with trauma, big or small. This is your host, Melissa Marie, and I am with my lovely, stunning, fun, (laughs) quirky (laughs) uh, co-host, Ashley Allen. Hey, Mel. (laughs) I love that you're rolling your face as we're like talking today. Look, this the sinus pressure is for real. Like I my allergies are just oh, they're killing me. They're dragging my ass. <laughs> you know you're really selling me on moving down there, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, get a prescription for Zyrtec, okay? Get the <laughs> right. Oh my god. I'm like huffing Vicks, taking ibuprofen, taking my Zyrtec doing all the things oh anyway that sucks that like yeah. so sucks it's okay <laughs> I'll, I'll kick it i'll make it <laughs> believe it or not i i do feel better than i did like two days ago so progress. well you do sound better actually yeah progress absolutely <sighs> oh man <laughs> so today's episode is very fitting especially for us right now because we're just kind of like we're both kind of tired and triggered and all the things. Um, Mel, why don't you talk, why don't you tell them about the book that we are reading? So um, Gabby Bernstein, um, she is an author who um, has, I think seven books, eight books. Oh, don't have that many already. Yeah. She has that many. Yeah. Um, in fact, I should just look just to make sure. But yeah, she does. So she started her journey about 10 years ago when she wrote her first book. And it was actually about her um, issues with addiction and overcoming addiction. And as her t- life has progressed, you know, her healing has progressed. And so each book has talked about different things. Like one is universe got your back. The other one is super attractor, you know, like manifesting. So this net, this last book, the one that just came out in February is called happy days. And it's about healing from your past trauma. And it's, it was good. It's so good. And it was so fitting for you and I um, in our lives right now, because we have been dealing with some past trauma and healing from it. Yes, so- we hate our parents. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I have um, trauma that I have dealt with with my father. Um, and other family members within my, that side of the family too, uh, with my uncle also. And you have the trauma that you have dealt with, with your mom. Yes. I mean, my dad too was a doozy, but I just feel like my mom was smarter than him and she should have done better. Yeah. I just held her to a different standard, you know? 
Yeah. Like everybody just knew my dad was a piece of shit, but my mom had real potential. Yeah. Yeah. So you have like a lot of memories from things that she, she did that triggered you basically. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, when we started reading, when we started um, reading this book, like a lot of things for me kind of like it opened a lot of doors for me um mentally because I realized um a lot of different things that you know like behaviors and stuff of why I did things the way I did things and why I had anxiety over certain situations or why my yeah like my behavior explained a lot of my like things because that's our trauma will manifest and it'll come out in our behavior right oh absolutely it does and then and then it just like then it's part of our personality and part of who we are and you know and just kind of snowballs from there and just to clarify you know trauma it there's there's big heavy trauma and then there's trauma that's like not so big you know it's like smaller right right like, um, I used to do holistic therapy techniques and stuff with people and a, a former client of mine, I remember she had said, like, this is a good example of smaller trauma. She suffered from not feeling good enough or, and she was very quiet and didn't want to speak up. Well, that came from her father because her, she would try to go and spend time with her father and he was really into you know, sit in the recliner, watching his game and just leave him alone. Everybody just leave him alone. He didn't have time for anybody else. He wants to do what he wants to do. And so anytime she would try to show him something or do something with him as a child, he would shoo her away or snap at her. Right. Uh-huh. And it would make her feel bad about herself. And like, she couldn't be hurt or she couldn't, you know, speak up. Right. And, and so, yeah, it gave her a, a major complex and um, that is just an example of a smaller trauma, right? And then, of course, right. you have obvious big traumas with, you know, different variations of abuse and stuff like that, you know. So um, that was one thing that I feel like the book really helped. She, Gabby Bernstein did a really great job explaining the difference between the two. I agree. Yeah. Because that is, I mean, even when I think back of the little traumas that I've had in my life that have molded me to actually to who I am um you know we're like even things from when I was in high school like there were some things that happened to me in high school that stayed with me for until now and they were just little traumas they were just little things and there was little things like just the way my boyfriend at the time he reacted to me in certain situations or like things would come up and he like I wasn't heard or, you know, like that's a trauma too. a little trauma is when you're speaking up for yourself and you're trying to stick up for yourself and you're not being heard. Yes, that's true. That's very true. Um, mine, I actually just recently told you about this uh, that I figured out. I'm just going to share. It's kind of, um, it's really personal, but I'm just going to talk about it. Um, my dad suffered from, um, alcoholism and he, um, he drank a lot and he would get, go into like a fit of rage when he would drink. And so he would get violent, very violent with my mother. And there were countless times that he would put her in the hospital. she have something broken or something like that. I mean, it was, it was a lot. And, um, so when I came along, my mom was always afraid he was going to do something to me. So she would hide me. And even whenever I was like a baby and in the car seat, she would like put a blanket over me or something and put me in the closet, you know? And then as I got a little older, like a toddler, two and three, you know, she could tell me to hide under the bed or hide behind furniture, you know, because my dad was coming home. And, um, so, and I witnessed a lot of stuff. I mean, like car chases, you know, I think one, I remember one time he like shattered my mom's windshield, 
I mean, it was just really crazy. So I was always having to hide. So I, for the longest time, like sometimes when I would go places, I would get really a lot of anxiety. And I noticed it happened the older I got and the more independent that I got. And it, there would be times where I'd drive to the grocery store and I, I wouldn't get out of my car and I would just sit there and then I'd turn around and come home. I wouldn't even go in. I'd say, oh no, never mind. There's too many people. And I thought like there was literally something wrong with me. Like, you know, OCD, maybe a little autism there, you know, uh-huh. something, something going on with me um, in that, in that, in that way. Um, but then I realized by doing, you know, this inner work and stuff that that stemmed from straight from the jump. As soon as I was born, I was pretty much hiding. I was told to hide myself because something bad could happen or, you know, someone could see me and then, you know, I'm, I'm not protected if I don't hide. So yeah. it was really crazy how it just all kind of clicked. And this was recently because I told yeah. you, I like, oh my God. And I never told anybody that, hey, sometimes I get so freaked out that I'll be in the parking lot of like Walmart or Kroger or something or wherever, and I won't go inside, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I've had to tell myself, I almost did it the other day where I wanted to turn around and come home. And then I said, no, I started practicing these words of affirmation. Like I am safe. I am protected, you know? And, and that was it, you know, that would really kind of help me because it's not the same atmosphere, you know, it's not, I can go into a grocery store and it's okay. Like I don't have to hide from people. And it got like that on social media too. Sometimes I would get scared and I would take stuff down off my social media. Um, and I would just kind of hide and I would, I would refrain from posting for a while sometimes too. So it's crazy how that stuff affects you, you know? It really does affect you. It really does. Oh, Ashley, thank you for sharing that story. I mean, yeah. I really appreciate that. And like the listeners listening to, because that's, it takes a lot of strength too. Yeah. I just, I hope that, I guess it's like, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. I, I think it's just, it's funny. Cause I, I would have not told anybody that, um, you know, probably a couple years ago or probably would have not been so open about it, but I've kind of gotten to the point where, you know, it is what it is and we all have our fucked upness and, and we, do. we you really know, do. And a lot of the time, the stuff that happens to us, especially when we're young and we're little, it's not our fault. Mm-mm. It isn't, you know, I mean, no. I had, I, I, when I was 33, I was going through some stuff. And, um, I had, I had been sexually abused when I was really young and I always thought it was my fault and I was going through some stuff and it came out and I was like, Oh no, but I did that. And then I was told, no, no, you didn't. <laughs> like, oh. what? like how, you know? Yeah. So I think I just, and you know, that's a victim mentality too. I don't think people realize that. Some there, I mean, you're not alone with that. There's a lot of women out there that when they were young, something like that happened to them and they felt like it was something that they did and it was more their fault. Yeah. That's a very common response. Which is, which is just blows my mind because I know. I remember whenever she was like, you, that's not your fault. No, you didn't do that. I, there was something inside of me that just snapped and I lost it like emotionally. And I think I broke down, like I cried really hard because for years I blamed myself and I felt so guilty and, and, and yuck, you know, and it was just such a release that I needed my body, my, my, my frame of mind, everything. So I think it's important that, you know, we get vulnerable and talk about stuff like this because people need to hear it, you know? Oh, absolutely. I know my major issue with my father, I mean, I feel at right now my father is like a major monster. That's how I'm feeling and I have a lot of anger towards him. But God, you I know, hate your father too. <laughs> the way he treated me through and my sisters throughout our whole life, I mean, I have major, major abandonment issues. Major to the to the point where I would just do anything I could just to please people. And I wanted people to accept me and 
if I ever heard anything negative about me for the longest time, it would just literally break my heart. And I would literally like, I had a friend that I ended up, she used me hard, but like I would pay for everything just because I wanted a friend so bad. And I never thought I was worthy enough because I grew up having someone constantly be like abandoning me. And it, and it, and that relationship with my father did not stop when I was 18. You know, he came back into my life in my early 20s, and he did the exact same thing in my early 20s. And then when I got married in my early 30s, he did the exact same thing in my 30s. So then it got to the point where I went into my 40s and I got cancer. And I was used, I was, you know, taken advantage of, and I was doing the exact same thing where I was um, just doing everything I could to feel like loved and accepted by this person. And that person who is my father just kept on taking and taking and taking and not valuing me as a person. And honestly, he had the opportunity and he blew it again. And, you know, a lot of people would be like, well, why did you keep on doing it? Why did you keep on doing it over these years? And it, it that's a part of my trauma. It's a part of it that from a little girl, that little girl inside me just wanted her father to be a father and was tired of being abandoned. I was tired of being abandoned. Yep. No, it's true. I mean, when, you know, when people say, oh, you're in our child, like that's a real thing. Mm-hmm. That is a real thing. That is a real, real thing. You know, we all have that inner child inside of us. And, you know, it's like, you know, we have to nurture that part of us and heal that part of us um, and be that for ourselves, what we looked for in other people that failed us miserably. You know, because our our parents, Mel, our parents failed us miserably. They really did. Yeah, my dad especially failed me. And one thing I know that I don't really talk about, but the one reason why I went came to Wisconsin is I moved from Wisconsin um, or from California to Wisconsin, and I moved in with my aunt and uncle at the time. And I thought I was moving into a very healthy situation to kind of get me away from the unhealthiness that I was going going through in California, which at the time I was, I had a boyfriend who was all into drugs and it was just a really bad experience I was going through at that time in my life. So I came to Wisconsin, lived with my aunt and uncle. They were so toxic and so verbally abusive. I literally went from one abusive situation to a greater one. And then because I was only 20 years old, um, and they lived like this very like toxic closed in life that when I left their house, so no one would hear what happened. They told everyone that I was this horrible, horrible person and oh, made my God. all these lies about me, all these lies. And that trauma in itself carried with me for a very, very long time where I never even felt like I was even worthy enough or no one would ever believe my words. So that actually brought me into, that situation actually brought me into having toxic relationships with men. And I would experience that same toxicity that that relationship from my aunt and uncle had that I experienced in like my next like four relationships until I had to really find out where the root cause was. And the root cause was actually with them. It was the craziest thing. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. How we just keep on carrying it with us until we, you know, recognize that I literally had a boyfriend that was with for two years here in Wausau. And when we broke up, he like did the exact same thing they did to me. 
And they just spread all these, he just spread all these lies about me. That's so crazy. It was the craziest thing ever. Eventually, karma caught up to him and everyone saw the truth of him. But it took like four years later. And I didn't have a really healthy support system with like girlfriends at that time either. So, you know, the trauma carries with you and it takes a long time to heal from it. It really does. Especially like, especially if, you know, you've been a certain way for so long. Right. You know, it's undoing a lot of programming. It's undoing a lot of conditioning because Mm -hmm. when you experience that kind of trauma, you get conditioned to believe a certain way. Right. You know, I mean, that's why it's like, you know, I think about that a lot when, when people talk about, you know, how you hear that, oh, there's your version, there's my version, then there's the truth. But really, if you think about it, 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 everybody has their own version of the truth. And then like the, the truth doesn't have versions. It absolutely does. It depends on whose eyes you're looking through. Yeah. 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 Because everyone's eyes, the way they see things is so differently. I mean, it's guaranteed, like my situation with my aunt and uncle, they, they thought they were all in the right. Mm-hmm. Hands down, they thought they were right. They, they felt that they were in the right to even lie about me and say awful things about me. Yeah. Look, I'm going to give an example. This is probably not the best example I realize, but I'm still pissed off about this. So that's why this is not a good example. Christmas this past year, I busted my ass. I spent a lot of money. I cooked for like eight fucking hours. I told you. (laughs) I know where you're going with this. (laughs) We go to my grandma. I take all the food, pack it all up, go to my grandmother's. I'm doing Christmas dinner. If you want to pitch in, because I made like fajita meat and like all this stuff. I'm like, if you want to pitch in, great. I'm not asking people for money. You know, I wanted to do this. So I did it. It was amazing. My aunt and uncle were like, what can I bring? I was like, do you want to bring, like, bring lettuce and tomato or something? Bring like stuff, you, whatever it is you want to put on your fajita taco, you put it on. People are probably like, what the fuck? You're talking about fajita tacos right now. But I'm getting somewhere with this. Yep. So this just goes to show how different people look at things. So I get there whatever they eat they don't even tell me if it's good they don't even say thank you this this particular aunt and uncle when it's time to leave they take their head of lettuce with them (laughs) and their one whole tomato (laughs) you know i'm thinking to myself i know inflation's bad but last time i checked the head of lettuce is still 98 fucking cents right and not that i want the lettuce it's not the point I think a, I think a tomato is fifty cents. By the way, <laughs> I guess it depends if it's organic or not. Oh yes, <laughs> and I was just like, okay. I mean, you just see the level of like the manners, yeah, and the difference, and we're in the same family. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah. Oh, and, like, I know. I, I'm like, yes. Here, eat. You know, you don't have to do nothing. If you bring whatever is like, if if you don't, you know, if there's something more you want. Just just go ahead and bring it. Right. You know, I'm like, here, let's all, it's the holidays and I want to feed you and you're going to fucking walk out with your fucking head of lettuce and yeah. not say a goddamn word and eat all my food. And I left it there for people if they want to take leftovers and stuff. The motherfuckers came back the next day and ate more. <laughs> I mean, you just see like, and they don't think anything's wrong with it. I mean, no. I'm, I'm just saying like the, the, there was, there's no proper etiquette there. You know, and you can just clearly see, you know, two, two different ways of looking at things. Right. Right. And, you know, that that kind of goes back to the same mentality of the people that actually do will do something for another person, but then they expect something in return. That's a whole other level, too. Yeah. I And I do almost want to tell them, yeah, and they like try to, you know, and I get it, you know, they want to be nice and stuff uh, and get my kids gifts. I mean, he got my son a drone from Ross, Ross Dress for Less. (laughs) 
I'm not saying nothing wrong about Ross. I love Ross. Ross is I great. love Ross too, but what's the goddamn price tag on there? Daddy, what was it like nineteen ninety nine? Not even. that price matters. <laughs> not even. Not even I don't even know if it was like ten bucks or something. Oh my and God. then like we open it up and my son was so excited about it. And then like I think it like went, came up off the floor once and then it just went back down and never got up again. <laughs> I mean, and these are the people that are out like and I'm not trying to say anything, you know, wrong with with how they are, but I mean, they're just so like cheap when it comes to other people. And when we put in the money and the effort, you know, for them, they don't reciprocate that. But they'll go and, you know, they spend their money all crazy how they want to. That's fine. That's fine. I don't judge them for that. But it's just, I'm just like, I mean, you could just see, you know, like some people think there's nothing wrong with it. Other people are like that effort, the effort's not matched. Like what the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah. You know, it's just very easy to see where there are different versions of the truth. There are different ways, you know people are conditioned to think certain ways they don't think anything's wrong with certain things and it all stems from you know what happened in their environment when they were growing up absolutely it does you know absolutely it does it really does i i personally would like to exclude them from our white elephant next year since they're (laughs) so fucking cheap so you can get a good white elephant Yes. And well, and I felt so bad. I felt so bad for like my other uncle and stuff because his, he got their gift and their gift was fucking terrible. What was was it? Crockpot? Not this time. It was worse. (laughs) What's worse than a crockpot? It's literally like they went to the Dollar Tree and got all those like cooking utensils (laughs) and said, and they were ugly because they were ugly. Were they? Oh my god! They're like this ugly ass gray. (laughs) I was like, "Y'all are the worst!" Like, I hate you guys. (laughs) Like, y'all aren't allowed to come back for Christmas. That is funny. That's your trauma right there. It is. Like, they're so fucked up. Um, it is. They are. They're awful. But yeah, I don't know. I'm going through this thing where, like, I sometimes I make a joke and stuff, and I'm like, "Oh yeah." Um, I love to blame my mother for everything. It's a hobby of mine. <laughs> and people, people laugh, but I'm like, it's true. you really are though. Cause I'm laughing cause it, you really are like you, you will come up with stories and blame your mom for stuff. And then I'll just be like, my dad's a monster. He is such a disgusting monster. He's such a fucking monster. <laughs> like, I wish you would just fall off the face of the earth. I know. So pissed. You're like jealous of me because my mom's dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, I have a sister and we've talked about her on the show, Mindy. And man, she will not have anything to do with him. All right. And you know what? Good for her. I gave him a chance after chance after chance after chance throughout the whole entire, you know, life of my life. And every single time I got burned. Dude, I can't. <laughs> like, totally that. got burned. <laughs> He's such an asshole for real. And then, like, my sister is just like, nope, I'm not doing it. So... I, don't know. I mean, well, a part of it, I got actually pretty close with my mom because of it, because this last one that happened, it made me really realize the trauma, like a big T trauma of what my mom went through when she was married to him. I know your poor mother. Yeah. Cause he like, he even admitted to me that he like cheated on my mom and There's like just all kinds of craziness. And so like he cheated on my mom. His temper is horrendous. And if you would see my mom, she's just this little thing. So I can't imagine like him, like in her, like it just, oh, so that's going to get me all rolled up anyways. And you would think with all these years he would have changed, but he never did. So I don't know. I hate my dad. But on the flip side of it. My mom and I have actually gotten closer because good, though. I really do 
it, well, technically until I was 40, but I really do see that what she went through with my dad gave her some traumatic trauma, gave her some trauma in the way she like brought us up. Yeah. It affected her. Yeah. It totally affected the way she brought us up. I believe that. So, and I understand why she did a lot of what she did when years prior, um, I would just be like, why in the hell would mom do that? Or why in the hell would she act like that? And now after going through what I went through this last time with my dad and like realizing how their marriage probably was, I was like, oh my God, this makes so much sense. Um, And I hate him even more. You know... I I agree with you a lot on that because that's one thing when I start to come down too hard on my mother like I think about how she grew up and the lack of support yeah and how awful she was treated and then to get in that relationship with my dad because she was really young when she was with my dad she, she like she... dated him since she was a teenager into her 20s so oh she was like a baby then yeah so she just like i mean she endured all kinds of abuse growing up so like sexual abuse physical abuse emotional everything and then when she got with my dad it was just like awful so i know that's why she was the way she was but i don't know it just still makes me mad because i just think i think sometimes like how do you how do you not know any better, especially when you become a mother? Well, there are some things that happened in your childhood that I understand your frustration because with you and I being single moms, like, like there is a time when you didn't have electricity, like because she didn't pay the bill. Yes. And then like one time and then I, think so I, I can understand the anger behind that because being a mom, like there's no way in hell ass you would like not pay your electric bill no no and it it was just really mind-blowing to me at the time because she got a lot of money from social security my dad's death so i'm like what the fuck that was a lot of money back then like 1400 bucks was a lot of money back then i'm like what are you doing no yeah there were times where we had to like shower i think i told you we just shower with the water hose so we did like go out yeah if we wanted to take a shower it was like fucking crazy so it was just nuts. And I think that's why I'm like, like, I know you had a rough woman, but what the fuck? Like, sometimes I'm just like, why? I don't know. I guess it's one of those things, like, maybe she just didn't think it was that bad. You know how some, some situations are bad to people and some situations aren't? Again, it's that mentality. Yeah, that's, yeah it's the way you see things. That's so true. You know, and maybe like, I mean, there's some stuff that you handle that you feel is effortless. And I'm like, how do you do it? You know? I guess that's true. So. Yeah. But, I mean, I will say one thing, though. It is such a pain in the ass to heal from this shit. Because some days I just wake up fucking angry. Oh, I I don't know how I'm going to heal from this shit from my dad. I mean, do you think it'd be better if he was dead? Do you think you could heal better from it if he died? <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I know that sounds so crazy, right? That sounds so <laughs> crazy. But I, I was just, I was thinking just because my mom is dead and I feel like it's easier for me to heal from it because if she was still around, I would, I, I feel like it would be worse for me. I don't know. I think maybe there's a yes to that, but on the other hand, like, I closed the door on him, and I feel that I now need to, like, almost bury him in my head, like, to move on. And I know people out there, you guys might be like, oh, forgive, forgive, forgive. When you go through, like, a heavy trauma, or when you're going through a traumatizing experience, it 
it almost takes years to forgive. Like, you can't just, like, forgive. A lot of people can't do that. And a lot of people don't always believe in forgiveness. And I'll be honest, I'm not one of those people who totally, for, like, agree. And I don't really agree that you should always be forgiving. I believe that you should, like, move past it. But to heal, you don't always have to forgive. I feel like I'm doing my dad uh, like a huge benefit if I forgive him. I think he, that's what he wants. There you go. And I'm like, you fuck you. There you go. That's <laughs> why you're having issues with forgiveness. Because. He wants me to because I always forgive him. And I always bring him back in my life. Well, that's the difference. You forgive him eventually. Let's say you got to do it today. Hate him all you want. But eventually you forgive him, but you also forget about him. Yeah. It's going to be different this time because you're not forgiving him and welcoming back with open arms. You're forgiving him and cutting him the fuck off. Well, that's true. I don't and know it's not a benefit for him at all. No. No. So no. That's, that's, the, that's the difference. Yeah. I feel like forgiveness is I feel like it's something that I have to do in order for me to heal but pass with your mom yes but like for example there are other there are other people other situations you know there was a situation with my daughter and I've tried to do techniques where I forgive this person for hurting my daughter and I'm not there yet. Like, I really just wish the world to fall down upon them. Oh, yes. Because it's my yeah. kid. Because it's yeah. my kid. Yeah. And, like, I think about that. And then I think about that video I saw with that man in the courtroom about the, the guy who murdered his daughter. And then he's sitting there and like, in open court after, you know, the, or before the guy's been sentenced. And the father's like, I forgive you for murdering my daughter. And he was like, you know, I give you grace and I hope you find peace and all that. I'm going to get, I'm going to get emotional talking about it, but it was, it was a very huge deal. And the guy that committed the crime just breaks down and starts bawling. And like, I'm sitting here thinking like, as I'm talking right now about how I'm like, I'm having such hard time forgiving these people that hurt my kid. I think about that guy. And, like, what an amazing place to be at, like, emotionally and spiritually, you know? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, shit. Not that I, like, try to hold on to all this anger. I'm actually a pretty positive person. You are. Genuinely. Genuinely. I'm not, really like, are. I'm not someone who's, like... You don't you know, smoke up people's asses. No, really I do not. Genuinely, I'm extremely positive. Um, but, um, you know, I have really been hurt and some really bad shit has happened to me in my life. And karma has come back on some of it. And I used to always say one thing and I used to love it. And this has happened to me quite a bit in my life where... I just never said anything and I just sat back and I kind of watched karma unfold. And I would say for a handful of people that really did me wrong, karma has really unfolded on them by three folds. Honestly. So that's given me some peace. However, there's other trauma situations that have happened that I just am having a hard time. And not that I try to, like, be angry, because I don't think I'm angry all the time, but there are situations, and Gabby talks about it in the book, where, you know, you do think about those situations, or you mentally, there's one thing she talks about in the book, and I, and this actually just happened to me just recently, where she suppressed a memory, and she was having... Like she was doing all these things in our life 
And she's, she's surrounded by all kinds of counselors and people that, you know, are in like the same type of industry as she is. And she, when she came to this memory, she called up one of her friends right away um, who actually specialized in trauma. And her friend literally said, Gabby, with the way you do things, this doesn't surprise me because you actually have the behavior of someone who has been abused. Yeah, yeah. Um, because she's like one of those people that stays really busy. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I am that person. I've always kept myself really, 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 really busy too. Mm-hmm. And just recently, um, I had a suppressed memory um, came up and I'm not ready to totally talk about it, but it hit me really, really, really hard. And some of the behaviors and some of the things that I was doing, it just totally explained it all. Um, so you could be angry. You could not be angry. You can have things that your body naturally suppresses. I will say that with my cancer that I had, I believe that I, it was driven by the trauma in my past and things environmentally. I agree with that. Honestly. I agree with that wholeheartedly. And your body takes on illness and disease and all kinds of stuff when you do not release some of the things that you go through. Um. And that is why I need to stay on this path of not just healing from me going through the cancer treatments, but I need to heal from everything that I have gone through. I absolutely agree. Do you ever, do you ever have something come up where you like, you'll forget that it happened? You're like, yes. I, bur- I buried that. They're like, Oh yeah, that did happen. Yes. Or something like I'll smell something or like someone will like, you know, say something to me and it'll trigger something like in my head where it'll just be like this flash memory of something that mm-hmm. happened to me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's that that's been happening often where like stuff will come up and I'll be like, I completely forgot that that happened. Oh my God. You know? And so that's another biggie. You know, that's another big thing that happens. You know, when, when we, when you suppress a memory, something will trigger it and it'll come up and you're like, whoa. Yeah. I don't know, Mel. And if it's a big memory, then you're like, oh my God. Then it really, like, she talks about it in her book, how it really shook her world. And yeah, it's crazy. Um, I know. I was actually thinking about, um, I was talking to my kids the other day. And um, we were talking about something and all of a sudden, like a memory came up for me that I had suppressed as a kid that it was like kind of horrible. And I was like trying to keep my cool while I was talking to him, you know, and I was like, oh my God. And I was like trying to, it, it's weird sometimes when it happens like that, because you're trying to like continue doing what you're doing. And you're also processing the memory that you had buried the same time oh yeah it's that's really nuts it's like what the hell you Mm -hmm. know god i have to say though like and i just want to talk about this really quick but i know we touched on this the other day but i have to say i don't want to hear anything from anybody where it's like well it made you into the person you are today oh i hate that statement like fuck that i hate that statement i know we talked about i feel like we talked about that the other day we did talk about that the other day and i don't i don't like that statement well like don't it's like don't undermine or lessen how somebody feels 
or try to justify bad behavior, like things that happen to them. Right. You know? Well, and we're going into an age where we're really starting to talk about mental illness, which this should have been done 30 years ago. And, you know, we're really behind the times on this. And the one thing I don't want to hear, because I have been more open um, about some of the things that have happened to me, is I don't want to see people criticizing other people for things that they have gone through in their life that has traumatized them. Because we all deal with things in a different way. So, you know, what affects you might not affect me or, you know, whatever it is. Or Or there is those big traumas or the big, you know, abusive situations that we go through. And, um, those need to be talked about because those need to be stopped. Mm-hmm. And the less we talk about it, the more we cover it up. I mean, my family has so many skeletons in the closet. And you know, the reason why is because they don't talk about it. None of them talk about it. Yeah. And that shit will not be happening if you were talking about it. Yeah. It's like my ex-husband's family. Yeah. My daughter, my daughter spoke up on something that one of them did to her. And that just blew the fucking lid off of everything. Uncovered so much shit. That was just the tip of the iceberg. Oh, yeah. And oh, then absolutely. It, like, we don't talk to any of them anymore. It's like, my daughter, like, set off this bomb. <laughs> And then she just walked away from it. <laughs> you know but what, it, though? Good for her for speaking up. Oh, yeah. It takes strength. Yeah, I'm very proud of her. She's a little I'm badass. I'm proud of her, too. Yeah. She yeah. Is. So I um, I was so crazy. I remember, like, she told me, and instantly I called their dad to come pick up the kids because I needed to go to the police station to file a police report. And I was sitting there and it was a woman cop. I went down to the police station. We went in the room. She was recording me and making her notes and writing out the report. And like, I was telling her everything. And then I just checked out for a minute and I was just talking and it's like, I forgot where I was. And I said, how did I let this happen? Like, what was I would have felt that. Yeah. I was like, what was I doing? Yeah. Yeah. Where was I at? How, how, how was this, you know? And, um, she literally kind of like snapped me back to reality. And she said, you were just trying to survive. Mm -hmm. I think that family would take advantage of your situation or your child like this. Absolutely. I just, like tears started streaming down my face i was just like oh my god and i was so angry mel that day i drove oh there's this there's this big ass freeway in houston right it's called the 610 loop and it's called the 610 loop for a reason because it makes a giant ass circle around houston okay so it's literally just a big ass circle. You ride that highway all day. And it's like the 610 loop is like, that's when we say Houston is an hour away from Houston because it's that big. <laughs> right? It's that fucking right. big. <laughs> so I got on that 610 loop because he had the kids for the day. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. I just drove. I screamed. I was screaming while I was driving and crying. And I just drove that big ass fucking 610 loop until wow. my kids came home. I just didn't know what to do. I was so pissed. I was so angry. And my daughter is just so classy and so, I mean, just the biggest heart. And anyway, she came, told the truth about what happened to her with that family. And I told my ex-husband, I said, you need to talk to your sisters because I guarantee it was done to them. Oh, yeah. And they're, they're in their thirties. They're my age. And, um, he did. And they went down to the police station and gave their statements about what happened to them when they were younger. And I told him, I told my daughter, I said, you know what? You just gave 
these 30 year old women permission mm-hmm. to speak about something that happened to them. They never told anybody. Right. You know, and, um, I told her that which now there's a difference in telling somebody that that's a very strong thing to do, you know, courageous thing to do, you know? And I did tell her, I didn't tell her, Oh, it happened for a reason. No, I didn't tell her, no. that but, no. I did, but I did commend her and say, you, you not only helped yourself, but you helped these two adult women right with you know what right heal you know start their process of getting justice and healing which was her aunts yeah so, so it was this huge ordeal and i just feel like people can recognize that instead of trying to justify bad behavior you know right it would just it, it would just be so much better because it just it's it's what is this thing i read online it's like toxic positivity is what they're calling it so no more yeah no more we need to talk about it i know absolutely and we need to heal yes you know what we should do mel since we since we we hit our parents and we're not ready to forgive yet i know we should go to one of those classes where you like break stuff you like pay (laughs) i love it and you take a sledgehammer and you just like shatter shit. It's really great. I would love that. I saw it on an episode of Real Housewives and I was like, I want to do that. I want to do that too. I love that. You know what I love? Speaking of Real Housewives, because I just brought it up. Oh yeah. I, I love about psych- it. I love psychoanalyzing the housewives too. Oh, I know. Like when they start acting fucking batshit crazy or they get triggered. I'm like, mm, that's because this, this, and this. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> it's because of this trauma when she was 12. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. And you know what's so nuts to me? Like, here's one thing that I've, that is another trigger for me. Is that when people are like, oh, she's got daddy issues. Why is it? Why is it the woman that has daddy issues? Why can't it be the fucking man that never got his shit together and was a father? Oh, I always say men have mommy issues. You know? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, I say it. Because I, like, live it. <laughs> With my ex-husband. Oh, my God. You know Actually, what? I feel bad for him at times, but yes. <laughs> I will say, look, I just want you to know, this has made me think of this, too. Because you were talking about karma earlier, and I thought about it. And my last two exes, my ex-husband in the last relationship I was in before my current one, both of them had, they've received major karma for the way they were. Yeah. To me. I love karma. I think it works very well. I love sitting back and watching karma unfold. <sighs> I do too. Yeah. I do. I just, I, I really do. I did tell my dad though, he was going to die a very lonely life. Well, was but like, that's just true. And so I was speaking of karma. I'm like, that's my dad. <laughs> yeah, like, but, you're going to die alone. <laughs> but you know that that's just, that is just. True. It is true. Because the way he is, he has alienated yeah. himself and he has used and abused everybody around him. I and know. He only, and he only has himself to blame. And that's it. Sorry, Charlie. This is how you're going to meet your maker alone and miserable. But it's the life you chose, buddy. Exactly. It is true because, you know, it does take effort and it takes time to build relationships. Mm -hmm. And honestly, if you look at your life right now, regardless of what you have gone through and you look at the relationships you have, they weren't there because you just sat around. They were there because you made the effort to have those relationships in your life. Yeah. Whether it's with a husband or a wife, kids, you know, are granted. However, your relationship with your kids, is it strong? Is it weak? You know, what's your relationship with your kids that puts effort into it? Exactly. Everything puts effort into it. You can't sit around and just assume something's going to happen. Yeah. So it's very true. And he took advantage of a lot of people and he didn't put the effort into building relationships. And 
That's what happens. God, he's such a shit person. I know. I know. I agree. But you know what? It's going to be okay for you. Um, you're going to get there. You're gonna be like, you know, we talked about this before. You're going to get to a point where, you know, you evolve and you heal and you move on from it. And you're just going to be unbothered. You're going to be unbothered. And that man is just going to get his comeuppance. So. That's so true, though. That's so true. When I think back to, and not that my ex-husband ever even came close to doing anything like my dad did to me, but I'm very healed from my ex-husband and I didn't even think that that was going to happen. So not that my, not that my ex-husband did a lot to me, but as far as like our divorce, my divorce was very traumatizing for me. Oh my God. I understand that completely. Like going through a divorce was extremely traumatizing and even getting to a level where with my ex-husband, I mean, we're still far from perfect, but like, I don't have that, like that, that connection to him anymore. Like, like I've moved on. I've like, you know, he's the kid's dad. And you know, if anything happens, you know, I kind of view it like kind of like a business thing. (laughs) Not that I don't care, but you know, like. Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, it's like about the kids. Yeah, I feel the same about my my ex husband. Like, I my divorce was traumatizing and and all that, and you know, I'm just I'm done with it all. Like, I'm not trying to co parent with him. It is what it is. He never really sees the kids anymore. I'm not going to try and I'm just living my life and enjoying my children. And it is what it is. I don't, I don't, I'm really unbothered. The only thing, right. The only thing I get irritated with from time to time. And even now really not so much is, you know, it would just be really nice if, um, I don't know. Then, well, you know what? It doesn't even matter. Cause I used to get really, uh, irritated that he wouldn't pay his child support. Oh, yes. I really actually, I can't even say that now because I just don't care. I mean, just so I think that's a great statement right there. I think that's a great statement of saying that you're totally like almost like say healed when you're unbothered by something. So if you go through a traumatizing experience and you're very less likely to be bothered by it, you're healed from it. But if you're still bothered by that experience, you're not healed. Now, and let's be clear, when we say, when you and me say when you're unbothered by it, it literally is like you've already felt all the feelings. Yes. You've already went through all those stages of anger, grief, you know, sadness, whatever, frustration, and like you're over it. Like yes. You, there's just nothing there anymore, period. Yes. Yeah, that's what we mean by unbothered. Not unbothered as in bury it, suppress it, don't think about it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that because that's yeah. so true. Like clarifying that was very important. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because I used to. I mean, and now I think because he, he was like 20 grand behind before and then he was doing kind of good. And now I think he's back to like 10, 10 or 12 grand behind now. But I don't, I, I don't, I don't really... I used to like text him and then like want to take him back to court and all this stuff because it made me so angry. And now I guess I'm just kind of used to it. Now I just like to know how much money I'm going to be getting later on in life after the kids are already (laughs) (laughs) graduated because he's still going to owe it, you know, and he used to have this thing. I don't want you to have my money. Not like he gives me a lot anyway. I mean, really, I might as well wipe my ass with the money, but especially with inflation, um oh my god and it costs a lot of money with kids kids cost a lot of money just the basics even cost a lot of money (laughs) yes ridiculous how much i spent on like face wash and stuff the other day for Mackenzie. i was like you kidding me (laughs) i was at target i was like the fuck i know i've done that i've done that before i even told caitlin once (laughs) when she got her sam's job i was like you're paying for all these little things (laughs) exactly but you know i just think all that money is gonna go to getting my nails and my toes done after the kids are graduated oh my god i love it because he's 
still going to have to pay it. And my kids are going to be fucking off to college that yeah. I pay for. <laughs> and I'm just going to be like, oh, this is my manicure money. You really are paying for like. Now now he's paying for you. <laughs> yeah. And that's going to be part of his karma. So it's really funny to me. That is karma. That's some good karma right there. <laughs> so that'll be my uh, nails and toes budget. I'm, I'm really going to be really excited. I even thought about taking it a step further um, and like sending pictures to him when I get my nails done and stuff with his money. (laughs) I was like, no, that's terrible. You know, but to me, it's just hilarious because, you know, he just never wanted to pay for the kids because he thought I was going in my pocket. It's just crazy, right? So funny. I I definitely know that story. So nuts. But, you know, I just have to say though, I am actually really, really grateful that, um, I have my children all the time and yeah, you know, that, that I've built this life with them and you've built a great life with those kids. Thank you. You have, I love it. I think it's important as a mom to like, know that like, and to like really appreciate, especially single moms, like it hit me hard yesterday, actually. What? That I, like, just the life that I built for me and the kids. Yes. You built a great life for your children. You just paid cash for your daughter's car. And it's a nice-ass <laughs> car. Like, you were just like, you were like, what? 15000 That's no big deal. Here you go. Cash money. There you go. Had it she delivered. Has had it delivered right to your doorstep like it was a fucking pizza. And I was just like, Melissa is my goal. That is my goal right there. I'm doing it like that. Oh my God. Well, thank you. Some um, people would totally disagree with you and say my kids are super spoiled, but I just like to provide for them. And I you do know, too. Caitlin, and I'll be honest too, with when it came to Caitlin's car, um, it was kind of selfish. I was being selfish too because I really want her to get her license so she could start taking her brother to school, so she could start going grocery shopping, <laughs> so she can start uh, helping me out. <laughs> I'm the same way. I'm the exact same way. What do I have to do? To right. In a car and do all this stuff, you know, like you, yes. I'm the same way because I'm not going to have time. I don't have time. I'm not going to have time to like take cater to them and everything, everywhere they feel like they want to go. I will gladly buy a car for them and all this, you know, I would gladly do that. And yeah. plus, I, I just want to give them things. You know, I feel like we want to give them things that, you I know, we, we never had. And I know. we just want to be these great parents and not just by buying them stuff, but, you know, but just providing everything emotional support yeah and experiences and love you know um we were just in madison and caitlin brought a friend and they went to their first concert together and i'll be honest like i was kind of a little nervous because i was like okay you know their first concert without me like should i be okay you know should i be close and really my hotel was only like I don't know, like a block away. And um, then I saw the concert and literally the guy had sunflowers everywhere. (laughs) And the whole, like everyone there was all peace and love. And I had to giggle because I'm like, Kara's all worked up as a mom. You know, that she's, it's not like she was going to see Megan DeStallion or anything. Oh my God. Like she's this, my daughter is all into indie music. So, but yeah, it was just like those experiences that I never really got that experience as a, as a girl, like, you know, like to go with a girlfriend to a concert like that, like I never got that. So for me to be able to do that for my daughter was just amazing. It was awesome. It made everything perfect. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah. Yeah. I love that so much. Yeah. That is so cool. Yes, and I did. I saw the video. The guy looked like Jesus. <laughs> and you know what's funny? Is when I see my daughter with like a guy, like the guy like she'll like date. I see like that type of a guy. Like I see her with a guy that looks like Jesus. 
Yes, I'm telling you, if y'all are down here, like there, Austin, Austin is the place for hipsters. Like she fit right in. She really yeah. would. She's yeah, she's my little my little peanut. We call her my peanut, but yeah, she know. is. Loves that indie music. So here I was all afraid, like as a mom, you know, I'm like, I got to let her be independent. I let her do this. And I'm like, I'm just going to take a jump and I'll be close. But then like, I'm going to let her do this because it's something I always wanted to do. And I let her do it. That she showed me the concert. And I was like, what was I in the, like, why was I even scared? I mean, the most that's going to happen is she's probably going to have some edibles. Right. <laughs> I know. It's not like she's going to be like doing blow and like twerking on random strangers, you know? No. Right. <laughs> she's just going to be really hungry and really sleepy and really I happy. <laughs> I know. Well, and I think that's a part of it. Cause I think that like now, like as you and I are like moms and we've had, our like struggles with our parents in the past we do everything we can in our power for our children not to go through what we went through because we know the importance of like not going through that of how it builds you as a bear a better adult yes you know and that's why i don't like that statement well you wouldn't be the person you are today if you didn't go through that you're right. I wouldn't be. I would probably be a better person because <laughs> I didn't go through it. Yes. It's kind of like one of those, you know, that reminds me of, it reminds me of that statement when people are like, for people who wear glasses and they're like, oh, you look so much better without your glasses. And then you're like, you know, how ironic you look so much better without my glasses too. Right. You know, it's one of those statements. It's like, really, shut the fuck up. I know. I know. I agree. I totally oh, agree. So totally crazy. agree. Oh, I don't know. But I just, you know, I really hope, I hope this episode has helped, you know, our listeners kind of decipher on, you know, what a big trauma, a small trauma, and how it's okay to just fucking just accept the fact that I went through some fucked up shit and you know, I'm, I'm not okay. I'll be okay one day, but doesn't necessarily have to be today. You know, I mean, I just yeah. hope, I hope that that, you know, just to show our listeners show, so show themselves, you know, grace and acceptance and understanding, you know, I agree. And if you can yes. at least get to that part of it, you already got a medal. That's right. And you know what I'm going to do? I think I'm going to go ahead and leave um, the link to buy Gabby Bernstein's new book, Happy Days. Yes. I'm going to leave it in the show notes for anybody that is listening that wants to order it. You can order it on Amazon um, or you can download it. You know, I use Audible for audiobooks. Um, you can download it or however which way, but I'm, I'm going to include that link in the show notes um, because that book really is, it's, it's a good book. So, it is really good. Okay, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. And we will see you next week. Bye.